deal. That's a perfect way to start this podcast. A complete cluster bang right off the bat. Do you like that? It's finally here. It's another episode. An episode. Shouldn't even say another. When's the last one? What was that? Uh... Yeah, first week of March of this year. It's the last podcast. Today is uh, December 4th, 2021. It's been a full nine months. Almost exactly since last we chatted. This is a, an episode of the Escaping the Cave podcast. I should probably mention the name of it. And I'm your friendly and congenial host, Todd. We'll find out how friendly and congenial I am here in a couple of minutes. A lot of things going on right now, specifically with this show. Give you a quick update. This is not just a podcast anymore. No, I'm recording video, video for the podcast to be uploaded to YouTube. Now, the podcast had been uh, uploaded to YouTube on a regular basis, just the audio. I'd go in and I'd add like a picture or something like that. So there was some sort of audio or a video there. This is actually going to have video now. Got three cameras set up. Some of you probably watching this on YouTube. Got one there, one there, one there. I've had a bear of a time trying to figure this out. I did have some television training in the mid-1990s. I understand, you know, video concepts, things like that. This has been a a sheer pain in the butt. But the video quality is pretty good, isn't it? Looking pretty good. I've been spending the last uh, two weeks or so recording these goofy videos just to try to familiarize myself with it because I want to be able to go through and I want to edit. I don't want to just have this, uh, you know, like, a, yeah, I could do a live stream if I didn't want to edit anything, right? I just want to have the capacity to do what it is I want to do to make it, uh, you know, look good, sound good, all that good stuff. And to get the, the fuck-ups out of the way. The outtakes are hilarious. I, I recorded one the other day, two days ago. I had this three camera setup and I was all excited because I, I'd gone through and I, I have Adobe Premiere Pro here, my editing software, and I'd figured out, okay, hey, I can I, I know how to edit multi-cameras now. That's great. So I set all this stuff up. <laughs> and the iPhone wouldn't record. In fact, I've been sitting here the last two hours trying to figure out how to get the iPhone to record into the computer through a USB cable. It worked a couple of times. In fact, I have the video to prove it worked. Tonight, it doesn't work again. It was not operator error. It's Apple error. Apple? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'd like to. Jag off. We have some video. If you're listening to the uh, podcast, the traditional way through headphones, Godzilla X over at YouTube. And that's the next thing I want to talk about right off the bat. A few changes. <sighs> Let's start with the Facebook page. It's still up there. It's no longer called Escaping the Cave. It's called Tanzilla X. That's my, apparently that's my brand. I've been calling myself that for like 10 years. 
All of my usernames are Toddzilla X. I switched that over, though, because I want to move the Facebook page away a little bit, just a little bit away from simply focusing only on the podcast. I got a lot of other things I do. I have the Upper World Photo page. Been selling photography for, I don't know, what, five, six years now. Uh, still got that page up there. Still sell some some photographs every now and then. Nice little outlet for me. But I want to be able to put some more photography up there. I took some more this fall. I'm still taking pictures. I'm not just doing this. I'm not just ranting and raving. I want to put some of the writing stuff up there. I don't do a lot of writing anymore. I'm not a very good writer. I'm all right, but... But I still enjoy it, periodically. I have a Substack site and all that. And I'd like to be able to take some stuff and post it up there, the long-form writing, every now and then. And, and about other things, not just propaganda and the social media disease. More on that coming up. And what else? Got the podcast. Oh, and, and the YouTube stuff. The old travel material that I've got. I've got gigs and gigs of this stuff. Video that I've shot. Throughout Central and South America. I got video of the Amazon River landing in uh, Leticia. This little tiny town in the Amazon jungle. It's on the border of Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. The only way you can get there is to fly. There's no roads. You can take the river in. You can take a boat, but you can't. That's it. Unless you want to traipse through the jungle. Good luck with that. Chris and I went down there. It's actually four years ago, a couple of weeks ago. Black Friday with that. Anyway, I got all sorts of this stuff. I've got a two-day boat ride that we took down the Amazon. Got a video of that, along with the photography that I haven't done anything with. I'd like to do some stuff with that. I've been learning the uh, video editing in the last uh, month, couple of months. So much has happened. It's been a long time. So that's the uh, the deal with the page. I do want to kind of have a have an outlet, have a place to put my stuff beyond just Rand and Raven on the podcast. So that's that. Change the the uh, the uh, URL, all that. So if you go looking for Escaping the Cave, the the, the page is not there. Tanzilla X. You guys have been with me for years and years. That'll be easy for you. The Escaping the Cave pod, or uh, the Escaping the Cave page, rather, is still there. The website is still there. That will be pretty much, I think, just podcast-related material. Putting the podcasts up there and maybe posting a few things here and there, maybe some of the writing stuff directly related to the podcast, directly related to propaganda, social media disease-type material. What else? YouTube channel. <laughs> This has been kind of the catalyst of this. About a year ago, I noticed that my, 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 my subscribership was kind of like just like doing this, right? I wasn't doing anything. Just the podcast. They weren't getting any traction, really. Not really, not any to speak of. And all of a sudden, this year, it's gone from like 150, 180 subscribers. I just hit 1,200. I mean, this is just in the last few months. Something's happened with that with that that YouTube channel. Now, I got to thinking to myself. I said, "Self." That's what I call myself. Self. I said, "Self, you'd be an idiot not to do something with this." I mean, you're over a thing. You can monetize this real easy now. You become part of the ad, the ad partnership thing. There, there's ways to monetize YouTube if you're over a thousand subscribers. <laughs> That you can't if you're under a thousand subscribers. Now there's little hoops you got to jump through and all that. You got to maintain some standards and stuff, but it can be done. I'm thinking to myself, I, I got to try this. If I'm going to resume this podcast, and there was no guarantee this this show was coming back, but if I am going to resume the podcast, then I'd be an idiot. That's self-destructive. 
at least to make, if I can make a few bucks just to pay for the subscription, just to pay for the, the podcast hosting, the equipment <laughs> that I paid for and bought over the last few years. It's what I'm comfortable with and I do enjoy it. So I'm not, I'm not whining too much, but it would be good, I think. Get a little bit of the investment back. So that was the catalyst for the, uh, the video material. But I didn't want to do what I had been doing because that, you know, if you're putting just podcasts up, hour, two hour audio feeds on YouTube, people go to YouTube to watch videos. They go to, you know, I don't know, Spotify. If they want to listen to a podcast, they want to listen to audio, there's plenty of places to go listen to audio. Why the hell are you putting it on YouTube, Todd? The stuff that I have put up has done a little bit better. Not, it's not great, not fantastic. Any stretch of the imagination, honestly, thank God, because I'm not very good at this yet. But I've seen an uptick, just a little one, with the video material. So that's what I'm going to do. Now, these are not going to be full video episodes, I don't think. It takes a long time to upload this stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep these uh, the audio files, the audio podcasts, my Spotify and all that. I'm going to keep these at the full length, okay? But the video files are going to be segments, these podcasts are typically broken into segments. I've got a little thing that I play, whatever it is, and that breaks it up. Those are going to be the uh, video files that I upload to YouTube. And I've been tinkering around, done a couple of prototypes with this uh, video stuff in the last year, year and a half. Got one. I've lost like 45 pounds. Uh, I don't know if you can see it here. Go back and look at the one I put up from May of 2020 just after the pandemic started. I got pandemic hair going on. I'm, I've been doing this. I've been playing around with this idea uh, for a little while. So I, I decided to go back and get some of that video, break it up into the segments, and post it, and see see how I liked it. See how it's you know how it struck me. Is it is it something that's worth doing? I think it is. There are a lot of things you can do with video you can't do with audio. Adding this different element to the show to get the point across. That's my thinking. But we'll see. We'll see. I you know I tend to get started on things and. Sometimes they don't go very far, but I'm really enjoying this. I mentioned we got, uh, my girlfriend and I, we've been together 20 years. Amazing, I know, because I'm only 29. We got together when I was nine. Yeah. We got married over the, 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 the summer. It was kind of a spontaneous thing. It wasn't a long engagement or anything like that. Well, it ain't broke, why fix it, right? <laughs> we've been talking about it and batting the idea around for a long time about getting married. Well, the 20th anniversary of the day we met uh, was coming up. And we're sitting here like, oh, man. You know what would be kind of cool is if we could get married on the very day that uh, we met, June 30th, right? Yeah, that would be kind of cool, except oh, everybody's camping. Nobody, oh, that stinks, because we were thinking, oh, we just go do it over at uh, her, her parents' house or something like that. You know, have a close, immediate family there. No big deal. Neither one of us want a big wedding. We don't want to spend any, hardly any money on it. <laughs> don't want anybody to spend any money on You know what we could do? We could just not say anything about it, and we could go up there. And you could just kind of like walk out, have your dress on and everything. I'll go through on a pair of khakis and a nice shirt or whatever and just walk up to your dad and say, guess what? Sounded like a great idea if he didn't die. If we did not give him a heart attack, it would have been a great idea. I thought it was a wonderful idea. My wife loved it. But there are a lot of moving parts here because we're without, not the least of which, the weather. We're at a campground, for Christ's sakes, right on the lake. 
So it's got like this, it's got the potential to be really, really cool, or this could be a just a clusterfuck. <laughs> right? But we thought it was worth doing. And then we had to figure out who's gonna marry us. Lo and behold, uh, my wife's sister's husband ordained. They're both wedding photographers, very good wedding photographers. Yeah. Let them in on it a few weeks before. Uh, a cousin of theirs, we let them know too, because we really wanted them to be there. And there was some question whether or not they were going to show up uh, in time to, to get to the way. Anyway, all these moving parts, a ton of them, it all came together. I wouldn't change a thing. The weather was fantastic. She walked out, of, she went to put her dress on over in the uh, restroom, comes out, and her dad's sitting there in his chair, and she, he's, she walks over to him, and she, he looks at her, and she, he's like, why the hell are you dressed up? Well, what's going on? You can kind of see it. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh. After 20 years, he's finally going to see his daughter get married. <laughs> no preparation. There's no planning for a ceremony. None of this other other stuff that most people have to endure. I will say it that they have to endure to get married. He had none of that. It was just he didn't even have time to get dressed. Nobody did. One of the uh, my girlfriend's cousin's girlfriend, my wife's cousin's girlfriend, was there, and she's in her PJs. She's like, went to, yeah, we're going, I'm going to your wedding and you're in my pajamas. Well, yeah, that's exactly what we want. <laughs> her mom, that was another thing. Her mom, as we were walking over toward her dad, her mom at the same time went right around. It was almost like, pretend this is the camper, right? And my wife is coming like this. Her mom is going like this. This is why video is a good idea, right? Didn't even see her. We walk over, talk to her dad while her mom is walking off to the bathroom. So each of them, they weren't there together. So each of them got this like shock moment. And Lindsay and Rob are there. They're taking pictures of all of this. It was just, it was, I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. The ceremony we did on a little platform on some steps overlooking the lake, this beautiful sunset going on behind us. I mean, got the pictures taken down on the lake. It was ideal. Now, that was the big event in June. Back in May, uh, I came down and contracted Lyme disease. Lyme disease in Michigan. <sighs> Went out and tested a hammock. I thought maybe I'd go back out and try some hitchhiking or some travel. It wasn't podcasting this year. Why the hell not, right? Maybe go ahead, hop on the bike, do something like that. Something. So I bought this camping hammock, this Clark hammock, and wanted to go test it out. I think that's where I grabbed this tick in May. And it wiped me the hell out. I felt the effects of that uh, for quite a while. I had to go um, get put on doxycycline. Uh, I caught it pretty early. Uh, thank God. You know, you hear about uh, horror stories about what happens when people don't catch that. This has been that kind of year, <laughs> right? Got the Lyme disease. And just after uh, the vaccines, my wife and I, happy to get them. We, we were both vaccinated as before we got married, obviously, in March and early April. Two weeks apart, we went and got our Pfizer vaccines. Proud to do it. We were in Kalamazoo, Michigan, Pfizer's home, right? A worldwide distributorship, I think, is right down there in Portage. <laughs> we were like, sign us up. Man, we went and got our, our vaccines. Watched the whole politicism. 
I don't need to tell you about that, I'm sure. Watched all that going on. I've got a lot more on this coming up. Uh, Something else I had to deal with, and I talked about this before the uh, podcast shut down, was my voice. And I had this thing where uh, my voice was really weak. It was really kind of hoarse. In fact, I'm feeling it a little bit right now. I'm kind of disappointed in this because the last few days, while I've been in here talking, doing the monkey stuff here on the microphone, it's been pretty good. It's a little weak today. Uh, but I had to go to ear, nose, and throat guy to make sure I smoked for 30 years, for Christ's sake. I better go make sure this isn't like laryngeal, uh, laryngeal, what the, whatever that is, cancer, <laughs> voice box cancer. <clears throat> no, I had a, a sinus infection that was draining into my throat. Good times. Guess what? I get to go in for surgery next week. Mm. Yeah. So this is going to be, I think, I'm, I'm doing this on a Saturday morning, a very early Saturday morning. Uh, December 4th. I go in on the 8th, Wednesday, for surgery. I got up like a week, 10 days, two weeks, something like that to recover, uh, to expand my sinus cavities. And I have a deviated septum. They're just going to take care of all of this at the same time. Not that big a deal, uh, but that has uh, come out of the process of going in to find out what was going on with my voice because I couldn't sit here. I couldn't talk for very long without my voice going dang, leer down here like this. And I, uh, it's been. A long time doing radio, I know what my voice is capable of. I know what it sounds like. I know what it feels like. And to not be able to do that, no. I, I, I just, no. <laughs> I did not like that at all. <clears throat> but I still have to occasionally, you know, <clears throat> kind of hack stuff up and cough it up. What's interesting about that, though, I've noticed a lot of people, my father-in-law, has almost the same exact symptoms as I do. And I have this little conspiratorial mind every now and then. Not sure if you've noticed. I wonder if this has anything to do with COVID. Like maybe you got the COVID. Like asymptomatic COVID, and this is one of the symptoms. Just hangs on, fucks with your voice a little bit for a long time. What do you think? All the symptoms. I see people on TV all the time. Like, <coughs> And they got the, the little throat thing going on. Joe Biden, they're, they're blaming it and they're attributing it to something else, but it sounds an awful lot like what I got. Weak voice, <clears throat> having to clear the throat all the time. Now, anyway, we'll see. What else? Spent the rest of the summer running, uh, trying to get healthy, doing a little bit of uh, weightlifting and stuff like that. Just I'm getting old. I got to do stuff for like strength, conditioning, all that kind of thing. Had a birthday in September, and then we had our reception. This is something else. I guess I guess we'll transition into the vaccine thing here because uh, September we had our wedding reception. Now we surprised everybody. So a lot of people, the only people that were at our wedding were people who happened to be at that campground camping with the family, with her family, uh, that weekend. Nobody from my side. I had no guests there. Nobody from my life, just my life, saw me get married. Which is fine. I don't have that many people from my life. Anyway, go go figure. It's all right. But a lot of people from hers, a lot of people from her family, including her grandmother, didn't get a chance to go. Her 94-year-old grandma, I think. I think she's 94 now. And so we wanted to have at least have a good size sort of wedding reception slash party where people could come over and they could give her a hug. She could enjoy the day with her extended, everybody who had, you know, enough notice to come to the party could come. And it was nice. It was, a, a fan, again, a fantastic day. This is mid-September, just a day before my birthday. But with the vaccines, 
This has been, this is blowing things up. And the politicization of the vaccines bit me. My mother is 83 years old. A ton of underlying conditions, cardio, uh, cardio conditions. She's got stents. She's got diabetes. She's got a lot of things going on. I don't know if her doctor actually told her not to get the vaccine or she just decided she didn't want to do it. Either way, she still, to this day, has not been vaccinated. She's extremely high risk. And we told her, if she doesn't get vaccinated, you're, you're not coming to this party. There's going to be a lot of people there. You're not coming. You're, it's your choice. If you don't want, I, I support that. I've got a whole thing on vaccine mandates. I'm, I'm probably not going to get to today. I just want to kind of break the seal today. I'm with you. Most of you on not being forced to get a vaccine. I can see both sides of this. I really can. But there's a thing. You have your right to choice. You have your freedom of choice. Your body, your choice, I'm with you. But if you choose not to get vaccinated, other people also have a choice. They have a decision to make as far as exposing themselves to you, both for your safety and or someone else's. And there was no way in hell that I was going to expose my mother to all of those people, have her get sick, and then have everybody who was at that party wondering if, they, if she got it from them. And God forbid anything happened to you. How, how would my wife feel? No, no, fine. You don't want to get vaccinated. That's fine. That is your choice. But then we have choices that we have to make moving forward. She didn't like that. A lot of drama. She did not like that at all. And we have, uh, we had a sort of a falling out. First week, I guess, of uh, October. Didn't talk for a month. We've talked once since then. I may not see her again. This isn't going away. I'm not sure if you've noticed. <laughs> it's not going away. And I, you know, I'm with you on the on the mandates. I'm with you on the on the choice and all, all, all of that stuff. I am. But there's also a practical side to this. There's also a practical safety side to this. And to be honest with you, with all of the information and all the conflicting data, I don't know what to believe. So personally, me, just me, telling you what to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on the side of caution. I am not going to be the one who is responsible for my mother contracting coronavirus. If she can't take care of herself, I'm at least going to limit, do what I can. Control, it's, a, it's an old stoic thing, right? Control what you can control. Don't worry about what you can't control. I cannot control whether or not she gets this vaccine. But what I can control is whether or not I take a risk of exposing her to it. She doesn't like it. I have a sister down in Florida. And I mentioned I kind of insinuated. <laughs> sister. A big Trump supporter. A big anti-vaxxer. They're, in, they're on the phone, all you know, whatever. Incidentally, I have another friend who you may be hearing from on this show and seeing on this uh, uh, podcast at some point. His name's Corey. He's the only person that I'm really in touch with now from uh, my days back in Hilltucky. He was the only person who came to the uh, wedding reception from my side of life, right? Two weeks later, he had COVID. 
anti-vax guy. He hasn't been vaccinated, whatever. I'm not going to say anything. It's up to him. But he came down with it. First thoughts through our mind. Holy shit, did he get it at the reception? It was a couple of weeks later and pretty much no chance that it, it was contracted there. But you see how this works, right? I'm not going to have these questions surrounding my own mother. You have a choice. You have that. That's all. That's entirely up to you. But the people who are in your lives also have a choice. They also have a choice to make, and they're entitled to make it. This isn't easy. And to be quite honest with you, I don't understand why this is so friggin' politicized anyway. Everything's politicized now. Everything. If Donald Trump were reelected, I'm pretty sure, and I know I'm going to hear, I'm going to hear the, 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 the screams, and now we went, uh, false equivalency, whatever. If Donald Trump had been reelected, I can, I can still rant on video. This is kind of cool. If he had been reelected, though, it'd be the Democrats, be the liberals who wouldn't be, be refusing to get the vaccine. Oh, my God, it's the Trump vaccine. I don't want the Trump vaccine. You can't make me get the Trump vaccine. And the conservatives and the, the, the Republican people, they'd be all about it. You know it. I know it. Everybody friggin' knows it. Has nothing to do with scientific evidence or anything. It's all political now. It's all my team bullshit. That's where we're at. And it's not going to change. It's not going to get any better. Omicron or whatever the hell they're calling it this time. Your opinion on that vaccine and on the variant is almost invariably, it almost always lines up with your political religion. Everybody. The anti-vax people are all, they're all Trump people. They're all Republicans. There's a whole anti-vax media out there. Because Fox News and the right-wing media the right-wing media sphere has picked up on this and they know how to exploit it. They know how to feed it to you, right? To keep you coming back to the trough. And MSNBC and MSNBC Lite, a.k.a. CNN, they're the same thing. They're the same. Where are we supposed to go? Both informationally, to fight informational anarchy. Now, how are we supposed to move forward here? What if I just let's let's play devil's advocate for a second? Let's pretend for a minute that Omicron was extremely uh, you know contagious and extremely dangerous. Say it had a ten percent fatality rate. Do you still think? Do you think that? Any kind of lockdown would ever be able to put it, be put into, into effect, into place. Is there anything that the, the government could do in the name of public safety? After what happened last year, after the politicization of everything that we've seen in the last year, is there anything they could do? Hell no. Hell no. You think Gretchen Whitmer... Up there in Lansing is going to be able to institute any kind of lockdown. Even if she, I, I don't care about the court rulings and all this other stuff. Even if she had the authority, who would listen? And we've had people who are being accosted at Costco 
Accosted at Costco. Hey, that's got a nice, nice ring to it. Accosted at Costco for wearing a mask. Oh, you freaking libtard. Why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> that's where we're headed. That's where we are. Informational anarchy. Informational anarchy. It's what's for dinner. I had a lot more I was going to talk about today. I'm happy with the way this went. I don't know if I like this bed anymore, though. Oh, I want to give a shout-out one uh, real quick. Ryan Mira. He's the guy that... Uh, produced this song. I've been using this song since 2014, since I first started this podcast. It's his. A band of his called, I think, Yellow Candy. He's got another one. Another band. It's actually, he's it's more solo than anything. He's a guy out of Chicago. I met him when I was uh, trying to be a funny guy there. And uh, Yellow Pills. It's going to be in the show notes for you podcast for everybody. Check the show notes today. Because I want you to go give him some money. Download his stuff. It's excellent. I love it. Ryan Mira, Yellow Pills, Yellow Candy, out of Chicago. He's one of the most talented mofos I have ever encountered and come across. I love this song, man. This thing is beautiful. It's called The Alcoholic. Yeah. I forget the album. But it's uh, all over. You can get it. Uh, you can buy it at Spotify, and Apple, I think. But tis wunderbar, uh, wunderbar. I thought my voice was going to be better than this too. <clears throat> it's still not bad. It's a lot better than it was. I had a lot more that I thought I was going to get to. I'm very encouraged by this, though. What do you think of the video stuff? You like it? Let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm actually asking. I don't ask very often. I'm asking this time. I'm asking you too. Escapingthecave.com. That's the website for the uh, podcast. Todd Zillax over at YouTube. And uh, what am I forgetting? Facebook page. Technically a Twitter account still at ETCPod. I don't know. <laughs> I think Twitter's the end of civilization, don't you? Got an Instagram thing up. I will not join TikTok. There's no way. As I said earlier tonight, I'm a middle-aged man, handsome middle-aged man, who still has a misguided sense of dignity, and for that reason alone, I shall not be joining the talk of Tick. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, though. Going to be a lot of really cool stuff up there. Not just stuff like this, promise. And finally, I want to say thank you to people who have been waiting <laughs> patiently for me to come up, come out with something else. I appreciate your support. I do. Your encouragement, your support, your patience, all of it. I'm going to reward it. I can feel it. We'll talk to you next time. So long.